I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Psych Legal Pop podcast. This is a podcast where two sisters talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. And I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. So today we're talking about, and just like that. Yes. And this is episode seven. The title is February 14th. Dun, dun, dun. And so... Well, tell them what we're also talking about. Oh, sorry. So stick around at the end of our And Just Like That coverage, because we're also going to be talking about the new cast and the new season of The Real Housewives of New York. The first two episodes. Yeah, since we're on a New York theme here. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the Kardashians, um, the season finale. The last couple episodes. Just aired. So we're just going to talk a little bit about Very high level. Don't worry. Yeah, we're not going to get bogged down (laughs) in it, but we just had some thoughts. Yes. So um, this is the anticipated return of Aiden Shaw. Yes, finally. Yay. So what are your what are your thoughts? First, just high level thoughts. Um. Did you like the episode? Did you not like? I I liked. I liked the episode. I. I and I I like Aiden and I I am interested to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I did not like the jacket he was wearing. Oh, <laughs> why not? Did it, you not feel like it was an Aiden jacket? No, it was it's too not stiff. A, yeah, remember Aiden was kind of boho, like you know, turquoise jewelry. Mm. But he kind of you know he changed up his look there when he came back season yeah, four. I guess so, but he was wearing this very strange. It almost looked like a. Uh, some kind of military type jacket and it was really mm. cinched at the waist. I mm-hmm. guess that was supposed to show off his weight loss because he mm. said he lost 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like it. Oh. But, um, I was really thrown off by it. <laughs> <laughs> it was very feminine looking and it just wasn't Aiden. Huh. But people change, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. People- they get more they get more feminine. <laughs> <laughs> they make weird jacket choices as they get older. Yeah, I don't yes, know. What, I, what about you? What did you I, think? Yes, 
I en- I enjoyed the episode as I've gotten, you know, decided to let my expectations lower, but I did. I enjoyed the return of Aiden. I thought it was it was very interesting to see the two of them together, mm-hmm. like these two now 50-year-olds kind of 56. <laughs> yes, yes. Um now you know, both married widowed and divorced and post and so much water under the bridge and you know what happens and um and i like the episode overall about sort of valentine's day and this sort of innocuous stupid quote-unquote holiday right and what it means to different people and everybody i think it was a lot of different takes on the on the, the holiday and how different people see it and celebrate it And I enjoyed, I did enjoy the Miranda storyline. And I think that the Miranda storyline very much felt like an old sex in the storyline, which I think, which is what was so interesting about Sex in the City and what made it a water cooler Mm -hmm. way back when for the kids, (laughs) Um, you know, what made it a water cooler show was and what made people talk about it was that it brought up these interesting conversation topics around dating and relationships yeah. around this idea like of, did that ever happen to you yeah or? Did that, or this idea of meeting someone and then projecting exactly what you think they are mm-hmm. or who they are and then really getting like taking it one step further and going oh my god i made yeah. you up in my mind i feel like charlotte had the most of those where she'd yes meet these guys and she thought they were so wonderful and then she'd get a little bit into the relationship and they were freaks yes <laughs> And, and she'd just be so disappointed, you know, yes. again and again and again. Yeah. But I thought the Miranda one was so great with this idea of the meet, you know, she meets this woman and the meet cute and this idea of what what was this pride and prejudice and yeah, Jane you know, Austen yeah, and, and how fabulous in this time and how I guess I, I'm not a big Jane Austen person at all. I don't like these period pieces or these books. I don't really read them. I've so I read any of that. Yeah, I, it's not my thing. But but. This, if you're someone who's really into this, the how romantic that is, mm-hmm. and then to show up at this woman's apartment, yeah, and to get what we'll, we'll get into yeah, we'll, it, but we'll, but to get to that <coughs> level and be there, yeah. and and um, so anyway, I, yeah. that's I really enjoyed all of that. So, okay, anyway, well, let's get into. Let's it. start with Carrie. Yes. So, um, the episode starts where she uh, opens up her laptop, yes. and Aiden has returned her email. And uh, asked her out for to go out to dinner, and it happens to be Valentine's Day. Yes, the day that they're going out. So, Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte are at the you know restaurant, their new coffee shop, their new coffee shop, having breakfast. And she tells them about her date, and you know Charlotte's just beside herself, <laughs> um, and how it's on Valentine's Day, and it's so romantic and. Blah, blah, blah. And they're talking about it. But doesn't this time frame seem weird to you? Because she wrote him that email. The last episode was this big giant snowstorm. It's supposed to be the hot. Wasn't it supposed to be January-ish? Where now he's taken six weeks. I mean, it just seems like a weird time job. Well, we don't know that the snow thing was january okay Could have been i just felt February. like this, uh, okay i just felt like the time frame seemed very odd but whatever whatever okay so um 
Yeah, so I don't know what but what again, else really happened at that breakfast. But, but yeah, the breakfast I thought was really it again harked back to the show of and again what people and I think anybody being single remembers that feeling of okay, let's analyze this. Mm-hmm. Like what could it be? Do you right. think he's an idiot? Well, and also <laughs> because they don't know if he's in a relationship yeah. with someone and and Charlotte's saying, "Well, he asked you out for Valentine's Day, so if he was in a relationship, he wouldn't be yeah, know, coming which to is very true." You. And in, yeah, so there's all this analyzing, mm-hmm. you know, which is the horrible thing about relationships where you're trying to like read tea leaves, you yes. know, these little breadcrumbs and Oh, it's exhausting. Yes. But um but one of the best parts. Yeah, I guess. I don't <laughs> well, know. One of the best parts about having friends is you get to read these tea leaves with them. Right. And so after that, so the next the next scene with Carrie is she goes with Seema to the spa because I guess she's kind of, you know, nervous about her date. Mm-hmm. And I love this scene. It was so funny because it's Valentine's Day. They get there and Seema has this uh, gift card that one of her clients gave her. Mm-hmm. And the woman at the reception desk says, oh, well, we're only doing couples massages today, you know, because it's Valentine's Day. And Seema is just outraged yes. by this. And she's like, well, what do you mean you're only doing couples? And and the woman says, well, because of the holiday. And she's like, what holiday? <laughs> Banks are open, mail's being delivered. And I immediately <laughs> thought of our father. Yes. Who <laughs> really does not recognize any holidays, yes. even Christmas. <laughs> He thinks that every day people should be yes, he working. Does, he productive. feels like yes, yes. He doesn't understand why anybody's work not working every day, right? And so Valentine's time. Day would just be a ridiculous uh, day to call a holiday. She's not wrong. I mean, Seema's yeah. not wrong, but I think that Seema obviously, and that's what I liked about this episode was that she was sort of standing up for the people and anybody who's ever you know everybody has been single at some point on Valentine's Day knows that feeling and that sort of that how the world is truly set up for single for for um, yeah. couples because she says aren't couples celebrated enough yes and our <laughs> world does celebrate couples yeah. and it's just shoved down your throat constantly that you know this that you're supposed to you know there's only one option it seems utterly ridiculous yeah so they leave you know they but that i thought that was a very funny scene so yeah so then I think the next scene with Carrie is she's um, going to the restaurant. Where yes. She's supposed to meet up with Aiden and it, it becomes apparent. Well, she thinks that, you know, time is going by. He's now like 30 minutes late. Her phone has died. She's she thinks she's getting stood up. Mm-hmm. She calls Miranda, who is in the middle of this terrible date and then she gets a text from Aiden. He says, where are you? And she says, where are you? They figure out that he's in the restaurant next door because mm-hmm. it was ambiguous as to the address. And so they meet outside on the sidewalk and they give each other this hug mm-hmm. that was very like felt very authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could just tell by i mean they were the way they were holding each other and i think also too because i think the actors probably have a very good relationship Mm -hmm. and so you really felt like you were watching two people who were in love at one point and have 
you know, care about each other being reunited. Mm-hmm. It was very sweet. Yeah. 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 It was really nice. It was like, oh, Aiden. Yeah. He's just so, like, soft and gentle. And so then they they go inside the correct restaurant. (laughs) The better of the two Which is a much better restaurant. The other restaurant had terrible service. Yeah. Um, And they just start talking. And, you know, he says, I'm really sorry about John. And I wanted to reach out to you but you know i yeah. i didn't and he read her book oh yeah he read yeah. her book i mean that's that's a big, a big deal a big i don't know if i if i was in aiden's shoes i don't know if i could have read that book with all the history yeah. and everything going on i think i would have lived i'm kind of surprised that he yeah, read because the, book. the only reason that they're together is because big died yeah you, you know? know and she always chose big over him yes always and i i don't know i don't know how i would feel if i was aiden yeah. in that moment i don't know i definitely don't he think i would have read the book he obviously still like really has feelings for her oh yeah you absolutely Str- i think stronger feelings than she has for him you know as per I usual i mean yeah that's always been the that's always been it's always been how it is yes yes so they leave the uh restaurant they're mm-hmm. in a cab and i guess aiden doesn't notice where they are yes and, and she says go back to my place yeah. so they pull up and he doesn't even realize till he gets out of the cab and looks at the building he's like wait a minute you still live here and <laughs> she says yeah i moved back and he's like uh i can't go in there you know, too mm-hmm. many bad memories, heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just says, I'll never go in there again. And they actually have a very, I thought, mature, honest conversation yeah. right there in front of the stairs. And Carrie, who, you know, usually would kind of be like, oh, come on. You know mm-hmm. what? She was very mature. Yeah. She was like, I understand. I get it. Yeah. Because she did it all. Yeah. <laughs> she was actually, yeah. yeah, she was actually taking accountability. Yeah. Yeah. For once. Yes. Yes. <laughs> for her but, role. Because you you did it all, Carrie. I mean, you yeah. did. You, you know, he said it, like all the walls that you put up, the physical walls, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, the metaphorical, the, meta- walls. the metaphorical walls, the, you know, all of it. And, and it's funny because I didn't, it wasn't until he said that, that it even occurred to me like, yeah, of course, that's the apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, you were the two, you bought the apartment right. for her. You bought those two apartments. You were going to break down the wall. You were going to do all this stuff. And um, yeah, of course you were going to have problems going in there. And then when he started to walk away, I'm like, no, no, Aiden, don't <laughs> know. go. And I thought that was it. I, I know, thought that I was going to be it. And I was like, I got God, scared. Damn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so when he started to walk away, I got so scared. And I was like, God damn it. And then, and then, um, and then he's like, I can't go back there again. And then he was, and then when he turned around and he was like, oh, fuck it, they have hotels. And they kiss. I'm like, yes. Yes, they do have hotels. Yes. She can move. She can move. <laughs> She's rich now, Aiden. Yes. You're rich. You're yeah. both really, really rich people. Yeah. You, <laughs> you could get another place. Listen, you could both stay in hotels constantly. All the time you're so goddamn rich. Mm-hmm. This could work out great. So, yeah. so, so now we'll, we'll see. see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, the scenes from the next week, they show them yeah. in bed together. And I mean, his children are grown, essentially. Yeah, they're right? probably like teenagers at least. Uh, yeah, well, he's... Remember, remember towards the end of the series when she runs into him yeah, that on was the, the street and he had a baby? Yeah, so that was... 
2003. Yeah. So, I mean, his that, that kid's 20 years old now. Okay. So, for the most part, I think his kids are somewhat grown. I don't know. Mm. Is he... I mean, I don't know. In order for the series to work and continue to work, I think most likely they're not going to keep the two of them together. Well, he doesn't even live in New York. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm wondering. So, I'm wondering what's going to sort of drag him. Something's going to have to drag him back to Virginia or what's going to drag him back. But listen, hey, maybe they'll have like an open relationship. They'll continue to date. I would like to see that. Like, maybe they'll kind of keep things going. Maybe he'll kind of come into town and they'll Mm. see what happens yeah you know we shall see yes so uh we talked a little bit about miranda Um, yes so she's sort of pondering like is she a lesbian what's happening now charlotte's more concerned about charlotte what are you now (laughs) charlotte really needs to know what box to check for (laughs) poor miranda yeah. Um, and Miranda's like, well, I don't know because Che's non-binary and mm. I was attracted to Che the person and I don't know. Like, I don't know. And so we see Miranda <laughs> going on various LGBTQ dating sites, T, you know, yeah. v- uh, dating sites and trying to figure it out. And it was not she uh miranda and naya went to this bookstore Mm -hmm. and um this is where she meets what is this amelia amelia carcy like mr darcy like mr darcy and um that's when she starts flirting with her and i mean i have to say i I didn't quite know what to expect. I mean, I knew when I heard that the date changed and it was going to be at her apartment. I knew, okay, what what's going to happen here? But I really didn't expect the the, oh, the, the apartment from yeah. hell. Yeah. So Miranda's all dressed up. She thinks and they're she going out great. to a nice dinner. Yeah. And then the last minute, she says, "Oh, can we just like have dinner at my apartment?" And Miranda says, okay, so she shows up at but, this. Sorry, but Miranda thinks that's like, ooh, fa- like, like she's, she's going to make her some she's romantic make her dinner. Some, yeah, some or... fabulous dinner and that guarantees sex and that guarantees, I mean, Miranda's thinking. She's excited. Yeah, she's yeah. thinking caviar and oysters and champagne. Yeah. Yeah. And so she shows up and Amelia, Ugh. when we first see Amelia at the bookstore, she's very polished, like beautiful, together, suit, like beautiful, woman. Like, like a velvet, like, monochromatic beautiful suit like mm-hmm. really put together yeah very and speaks very eloquently yes. and she has this great voice and that's what miranda would miranda listened to her audio books and fell in love with her voice while she's jogging which is very odd yeah um so anyway the apartment so amelia is you know her hair's up in a ponytail <laughs> she's got on just these raggedy regular clothes oh god like sweatpants sweatpants horrendous yeah. like she, has she showered yeah she looked really greasy she was said she was recording she has this first of all her apartment is like the size of like my kitchen yeah but it's actually probably what a typical new york apartment looks like it is probably the size of a typical new york apartment yeah, I mean, as opposed to what where everybody right. else in this in this but, I mean, show lives. like it's like a studio. Like the yeah. bed is next to the you know refrigerator. Yeah, um, but it's also just cluttered mm-hmm. and messy. It could be very cute if yes. it were maintained, but it's cluttered. It's messy. She has this litter box that she has a cat. She steps in and steps <laughs> in cat poop, and then she takes her shoes off and she's pouring litter cat litter mm. out of her. 
uh, shoes all over the place. I Ugh. mean, it was like you could just smell like Ugh. what that place must smell well, like. And the cat was like the cat apparently doesn't like people. So she had to put the cat in the bathroom and then they start kissing and and then they start to move over to the bed. But the bed has no sheets. Yeah. So she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Let me go. Let me go get sheets. And then she's like, oh, do you have any quarters? Yeah, she left the sheets in the dryer, in the dryer like flannel sheets and um in the dryer and asks Miranda for quarters and she's like oh, okay no problem I'll I'll go get quarters and Miranda needs to pee but she can't pee cuz the cat is in the thing and there's cat poop and it's just disgusting That's gross and so of course she calls Carrie or I don't know if she called Carrie or Carrie called her but Carrie's waiting for Aiden and she's waiting for this woman to come back and it finally dawns on her that she doesn't have to stay. Yeah. And she said, you know, 35-year-old Miranda would stay and wait. 56-year-old Miranda is leaving. Yes. So. Yeah. And I think, and again, I also think that's a very interesting thing because I do have, now that I'm 50, <laughs> I do have these moments of looking back on my life going, why did I put up with that? Why did I do this? Why yeah. did I do that? And I do know that if I was ever single again, or if I was ever in this kind of situation again, or that kind of situation, I would do it differently. Like if I was single again, I would do everything very differently. And I think that that is, I'm glad that we're kind of getting into some of these things. Like if this is about women and in dating and being older, it's like, okay, good. Let's see this. Mm -hmm. Like, let's see if let's see women, you know, actually in their 50s not like having not no putting fucks. Up with shit. yeah having not, no fucks not putting up you know? with shit yeah. yeah exactly and so she picks up her stuff and goes good for her yeah and you know even though che technically broke up with miranda miranda had already basically told che you know what this is ridiculous i can't live like this mm -hmm. and you know yeah so she was standing up but, for herself but she, then but, too but miranda's being but one thing that Miranda has not grown from is Che has been trying to contact Miranda mm. and Miranda's like, I can't talk to Che. And basically, Che just wants to give Miranda her stuff back. Yeah. Cause, but because Che told Che not to buy that apartment. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about yeah. Che real che, quick. Um, so the one scene that Che's in, or two scenes, Che was walking along with Carrie because Che's now yeah, got to now do all Carrie's these scenes with friends. Yeah. So um, Che needs to return the stuff to Miranda because um, Che has to Airbnb the apartment, right. which what I don't understand about this whole Che thing is, is that so Che is Che is this comedian, this accomplished comedian, stand up comedian that has um, who, who has is so accomplished as a comedian has worked their way up to a level where Netflix is giving you deals to the to the working your way up to the point where you're getting a sitcom based on your life they're investing in you. Mm -hmm. The sitcom doesn't go you take a huge you take a huge bruise to your ego. It destroy you are so high up in that place that it destroys you so much that you can't you can't even get back on a stage mm -hmm. and and do your job any longer to the point where you cannot pay your bills and you now have to take a job at an animal shelter. <laughs> it just yeah. this feels so weird to me. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, just, uh, I just feel like if it would it would be one thing if Che had been a stand up comedian for a couple years 
And this was sort of the first big thing that happened, and they fell down flat on their face. But Che, if you're a stand-up comedian and you're at this level, this level means that you've been falling down on your face for 15 years. But we don't really know that. Like, we don't know how long it took Che to get to this point. But or... to be an accomplished stand-up to get a Netflix deal... You can't, you don't, well, you're not okay. in this five but years. This isn't reality. So I, I mean, yeah, I mean, what you're saying is true that, that they should have more of a backbone, be able to bounce back. But I, I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. I'm just saying that this, there's something about this that just doesn't ring truthful for, for who the, the Che that we, the, for an accomplished comedian of who you showed us last season, this w- this person mm-hmm. wouldn't react like this. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, I don't know. So anyway, Chase now going to be working at a um, animal a, shelter. It's a vet's office, I think. A vet's office. But yeah, I mean, and how long ago was Che working there? Because I don't think it was that long ago because the woman says, I just haven't had time to clean out your locker. So it's not like it was years ago. Or they're a very busy vet office. I <laughs> and they see, have no I, time I, to clean anything I, out. I, I don't, don't know. I don't it's think so Che is, is so weird. I don't think Che is as accomplished <laughs> as you think they are. I just well, then but, apparently Netflix is just giving out comedy concerts. Well, but see, and that's what I'm saying. Network TV is just giving this, people pilots. But this is this is fictional. Yeah, it's not it's not real. Uh, and I agree. In real life, if this was real life, yeah, if you had a Netflix special, then yeah, you've been around a yes. long time and you've played in a million clubs and you've had you've been rejected and mm-hmm. you know tossed around and whatever. Che seems very fragile. Yes. Their ego is yes. very fragile. Yeah. So, All I right. know, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Well, just very quickly, Naya uh, Poor Naya. She well, just yeah. has the worst. I know. The worst storylines. I mean, god. So Ma- Naya's married girlfriends are worried about her on her first Valentine's Day, single, but Naya's like, "Listen, I'm having a what is it? A, a, a me ch- a me evening, meeting, me evening, me evening." Um uh I don't That's know how I like word. that. Yeah. Um <laughs> and she's going to make a chocolate souffle, which she does and it works out great. Yeah. And, and that's her. Ta-da. That's it. That's her storyline. <laughs> that's her storyline. Oh, my gosh. gosh. Poor woman. What, what happened in the first episode? She met that really hot guy from, is he from CSI or one of these, you know, procedural shows? That really cute guy. In that, remember the first oh, episode? Oh, the one she she kind of rejected in yeah, the bar? Yeah, because she was still with Andre Rashad. Yeah. yeah he's Where's cute. he? Where's he? Can he, he, he come to- back? He needs to come back. Yeah. Can, can she maybe or go back if, to that bar now that, that she's single? What about that one night stand yeah. that she had? Can Where's we see he? more of that for her? Yeah. Like, not just the chocolate souffle? Yeah. All right. Do you want to do... Where should we go next? Um, Charlotte Anthony about, LTW? Yeah. So, let's see. How does this fit together? Well, okay. So, let's talk about Anthony. because. Um, oh, yeah. So, this was so weird. Okay, so Anthony's bread boys. Okay, so hot fellas. Hot fellas. I love I love this was so weird. <laughs> Anthony, he's in the sh- he's in the shop and all the 
hot boys or what are they called? Hot fellas. Hot fellas. Hot fellas. Are gathered around getting ready to do their deliveries. And and he gets a call from the Drew Barrymore yes. show. And she's a fan and then she wants him to come on her show. And then he tells the hot fellas this. And then this one hot fella pulls out a syringe, a needle, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and starts injecting himself with human growth hormone right in front of the bread. Like that was not sanitary. <laughs> And then I don't know what he did with the needle, but then he 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 didn't wash his hands and he picked up some bread. I'm like, what is happening? And so Anthony fires all of them because I guess they're all, you know, they're all juicing. They're all juicing. They're all shooting up and he doesn't want that. That is not hot fellas material. (laughs) No, No, that is not their brand. So now he's He's telling Charlotte. Yeah, he's got no one. He's telling Charlotte that he doesn't have anyone. Charlotte's walking around this card store and there's this uh, young man sitting there with a typewriter saying with a sign that says to write a poem for a dollar. So Charlotte goes up to him and says, I'll offer you $300 and you don't have to write any poems, but you've got to, you know, put on this little jumpsuit (laughs) and go on this show. Oh, my gosh. And he's Italian, Mm -hmm. Giuseppe. He's got this, you know, cute little accent. He's very cute. Mm -hmm. But, of course, when he puts on the little jumpsuit... And this, so how, how how would you like to describe this, Brooke? Because I was thinking to myself, how are we going to talk about this on the podcast? Well, I mean, okay, he's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and again, this is where the Michael Patrick King influence comes in. A woman would never write this. You don't think? Uh, no. Only a gay man would Only write a gay this, this storyline. Yes. So he's got this huge... Um, penis like he's got a a huge bulge yes it's not, very not even very subtle. distinct not even subtle it's like he took a baguette a mini baguette <laughs> and just put it in his pants and it's just like sticking out yes so of course when he comes out so anthony's talking to drew he's doing his promo and mm-hmm. so she says oh i think one of the hot fellows is here and he comes out and of course it's all drew can stare at yeah and he makes quite the impression. Yes. Yes. And then afterwards, Ross Matthews yes. is looking for him because <laughs> yes. he heard about it. Yeah. But and Ross is uh, very upset because the guy changed. But, he, but, changed he sa- his but he said even in corduroy pants, yeah. you could still, you yeah. know, you could still see it. So but the thing but the th- big thing is, is that is this thing Giuseppe? Giuseppe. Yeah. Giuseppe thought, OK, I'm done. I've done this. I'm a poet. You know, yeah. I'm not some delivery guy. You know, this isn't what I want to do. But Anthony's like, listen, we were just on the show. We got all these orders. Like, you got to, you know, I can't. This is false advertising. Yeah. So Giuseppe agreed to continue to work. And I think that maybe this guy might be here as maybe a yeah, love he's supposed to be a love interest for Which Anthony. I think would be nice since he hasn't really had a love interest. And that Stanford yeah. technically is in Japan, Japan. you know, and... Roaming around. Well, yeah, I told him he wanted a divorce. So I think it would be nice if Anthony met someone and fell in love. And well, it's a very May December romance, and they're very different. So yes, I don't know. We'll see. We'll I, see. I don't think that. I don't think. I don't think either. I mean, I don't think Anthony's looking for somebody to 
have a deep intellectual discussion with. <laughs> well, I think Giuseppe is, you know, maybe <laughs> he's the, the, maybe. The, the sensitive poet. Yes, yes. All right. But so, yeah, that was a whole other thing. But um, yeah. Okay. So then LTW, that's pretty quick. Um, so her son, who I didn't realize she had this son that was in high school I, I seem to remember her boys being younger but no she has a little boy yeah. a younger boy and a younger girl and then this older boy so okay. she has three kids so this is herbert jr yes god what a terrible name i know herbert's a terrible name number yeah. one why would why you pass in god's on? name would you saddle this poor kid with herbert jr herbert and you can't you can't even call him like hj or herb <laughs> that's worse i mean I this poor kid i know he needs to change his Ugh, name when he i feel so bad 18. for him good thing he's got money or something i don't know he's a cute he's a cute kid he's a cute kid and he's got a girlfriend and so ltw is watching this girlfriend hanging all over him yeah. at school and she's feeling very i think territorial and um doesn't doesn't like it doesn't mm-hmm. like this this girlfriend what's her name baxter yeah which is such a terrible name like like a dog's name i know for a girl baxter and herbert it's like you would think that either two dogs were coming over to your house (laughs) or two old men (laughs) two old men yeah yeah so yeah she does not like the girl so uh later herbert tells them that uh baxter's parents got them a suite at the mandarin oriental for valentine's day Ooh. Uh, to hang out in which is strange i mean what are these parents uh what are they doing um and they say absolutely not you're not going mm-hmm. and but she can come over to their house because they're going to be gone and the mm-hmm. other two kids are going to be gone on a sleepover so it's like well obviously if you and and they say uh herbert senior says something about uh he knows that he's going to have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so then why not let them go to the hotel if you don't care about any of that? Yeah. I don't. I, the whole thing was very odd. Yeah. The whole storyline and this whole thing was odd. I think that it was about like maybe showing different attitudes of parents of sex and maybe how Charlotte handled Lily. And, well, I they seem to be sex positive, too. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, the big thing is she was the big thing is ltw just didn't want them to have sex in her, in her bed. bed which yeah. is understandable and so the big thing was that she spent all this time like making her bed and taking pictures and you know tr- to make sure that they weren't going to go in there and the big the big reveal was that they weren't in the bed they were in her closet mm-hmm. which is even worse yeah because the girl wanted to get a picture of one of her bags i guess mm-hmm. it's an expensive bag yeah and i think she felt more violated by the closet yeah. than she would by the bed and uh you know she basically kicked the girl out <laughs> and that's that yeah yeah so that was that for them and then the last one is charlotte and harry so I guess Rock now is quite the celebrity at school mm-hmm. now that um, and so Charlotte is taking Rock on all of these meetings to meet with agents, modeling agents. And Charlotte is running um, Rock social media and um, and also running um, <laughs> Richard Burton's social yes. media. And apparently Richard Burton's quite the social media. He's um, got a lot of followers. Yeah, he does. Um 
and uh, and also, you know, bugging Harry about like, hey, we need some Valentine's Day plans because Lily is having an F boys party because God, this Blake's a douche. Like yeah. she lost her virginity to him and then he broke he up with her up right with her. before Valentine's Day. So she's got friends coming over and they're going to have this like F boys. We hate boys, which we've all done on Valentine's Day. I'm sure everybody's had that with their girlfriends of like, let's get together and not let's say um, and no and no boys loud thing. And uh, and then that day she took she Charlotte had spent her entire day going from appointment to appointment to appointment with Rock to meet with modeling agents. And she was really haughty and uh, rude to these uh, to this one agency that kept them waiting out in Queens somewhere. Mm hmm. An embarrassed Rock. So by the time they got home, um, Rock was exhausted and very annoyed and um, upset and embarrassed by Charlotte and how she acted. And um, basically said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't, I'm done with the modeling. And um, Charlotte brought home a cake for Lily and her friends. But Lily, of course, Lily, oh, Lily is a Lily. nightmare. She's so rude. <laughs> you know, the way she talked to Charlotte, I wanted to just slap her. Yeah. I mean, she's she's like, Mom, go. You're not supposed to be here. She kept saying, go, yeah. go. Like, so rude. And then she didn't want, she said, I, I don't, we don't want your cake. You know, so-and-so made brownies. And mm -hmm. I mean, she was just, I mean, God. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the thing was, right, that the whole thing was that it, it, she was supposed to be gone by 5.30 or something. There was some time frame. I think it seemed like she was there earlier than that. It was like, Well, she God, just got kid. back. I think she got back late from all yeah. those appointments and whatever. I mean, but she's just rude it's as like, fuck. Someone yeah, needs to just, you know... Lily, I, I feel I feel bad. I mean, why, did, why are they making this girl such a nightmare? Or, I don't know. I have never... My daughter's never spoken to me that way. I've never seen in person and a teenager mm -hmm. be so rude to their mother who's doing so much for them. I mean, yeah, God, you know, Lily needs to go live like, you know, the power of privilege. She needs to go. <laughs> they need to ship her off to go live, you know, somewhere where she has no privilege. Yeah. And see how she likes it. Well, yeah. If the power of privilege is so difficult for you, Lily, then maybe you should maybe go you off should somewhere and have all, no privilege. Leave it all behind. Yes, you know? maybe you should. Maybe go live in a, you know, ashram or something. I don't know. So, but you did know that the minute so poor charlotte hadn't eaten all day so you do know that the minute she ate that brownie yeah i knew i was like oh there's weed in that brownie yeah and she's gonna get way too high yeah so they are going she and harry go to dinner and of course poor charlotte is way too high <laughs> She's like, I feel my blood. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets too, too baked. And yeah. um, they both, you know, freak out and end up calling an ambulance. They think, yeah. <laughs> they think, they she's, think she's having a stroke. Because she says, my, my mouth is tingling. You know, she's getting all these, you know, yeah. stroke-like symptoms. <laughs> and, she, and Harry's like, you know, freaking out. Uh, he thinks she's dying. Yeah. And they're... <laughs> They're yelling to each other, I love you, I love you, don't leave me. But the best line was, she's like, let Carrie dress me for my funeral. <laughs> but I don't know, I think that Harry and Charlotte, they get a lot of, you know, they get a lot of criticism, but I like them. I they're, think they're very they're sweet. They're very cute together, and 
yeah, no, I, I, I always enjoy their, their scenes and their, their storylines. Yeah. And, and they do. And they, and I think again, they're another version of like Valentine's day and love and, and, it is like parents sort of like, oh, God, OK, let's go out to dinner for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Let's get away from the kids like we have to make ourselves scarce. And I think that is what that is. And then it's so funny, too, when the doctor comes and says, yeah, THC in your system, like a lot of people with the gummies, they haven't quite figured out, which I, I think, again, is another common thing. Now that we weed is legal, mm-hmm. a lot of people are taking a lot of gummies for sleep and other things. And, and it's super strong and a lot of people are you know freaking out and um that is just the funniest thing when she was like weed what huh and then all of a sudden it hits her yeah that there's weed in those brownies yeah and she says you know that during this whole experience she said her life flashed up before her eyes and she didn't like what she saw yes and that you know she asked she's spending all of her time catering to rock and lily and she wants to reclaim her yes and anthony she's a pimp for anthony yeah so she wants she's gonna call mark kasabian see if that job at the which i knew that was gonna come back around it has to get that job at the gallery so good for her yes so i'm i'm happy for her and i'm glad listen freaking lily and that's the other thing too is you're not pissed at lily or her friends that yeah, making that weed they, brownies right. and just like very casually and just sitting out on the yeah, table very casually for standing anybody on the to and you're not yeah. so you're not at all concerned that maybe i don't know rock your little your, your, your little sister your little or, yeah i mean yeah you know what lily doesn't care about anybody but herself yes that's, lily's so self-involved she is you know first the phone and the first thing oh, prevented big she, to, she caused big she's Harry caused to break so up. much yes yeah and then the piano recital yeah <laughs> caused him to die yes he could Lily. he could still be alive yeah. if carrie was with him when he had his heart attack yes exactly so <sighs> whatever lily so, has caused so much havoc yeah i know that i i always of course i have to listen to the and just like that podcast and i have to say i know we shouldn't really be even be talking about it because it's just so infuriating but this week michael patrick king god Okay, this episode was written by Samantha Irby, mm-hmm. and she was on the podcast. She literally, I don't know, maybe said two sentences. Yeah, I know. I listened to most of the podcast. I didn't listen to the whole he thing. He dominated yeah. the whole thing. He talked the entire time. And apparently, a lot of the things from this episode were things that happened to him. Mm-hmm. And so, he went through all of his stories about what, how, it, how it was when it happened to him. And it's like, we don't care. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I was just like, this man. No. I'll, I, the podcast is always him. He drives. But this the... was particularly bad. Yeah. Usually he'll let the, you know, the person who was the the writer talk more. But, you know, mm-hmm. also, but also, too, it's like, are these people really getting to write everything? I Because no. he, I think he pays lip service to these writers and says, oh, give me your input. You know, mm-hmm. and might give them a few little crumbs, take their suggestions and whatever. But ultimately, he pre-writes it. Mm-hmm. And then he he write, you know, he's whatever the finished product is, is his. Yeah. I mean, it's it is it's it's you hear them talking about. I think they're all in a room together talking about these things. But you know how it is in any situation when you have 
the boss and you have the uh, those other two women, Julie and Elisa, mm-hmm. right? Where you you know how these dynamics are when the big boss is going in a direction. Yeah. You you kind of know like with, I yeah. I got to move in this direction or I've got to tailor what I'm going to say to to be somewhere near that to get anything that I want. Yeah. Or I'm not going to be able to get a word in edgewise. Yeah. I mean, it did seem like based on what I heard that Samantha Irby was able to get in some phrases that she, you know, F the boys was her thing. And I remember she said that the brownie thing with the weed, I'm sorry, is an old trope. I mean, we've seen it a million and one times, but she said that apparently this was something that happened to a friend of hers, a banana bread. Yeah. Friend of hers, mother ate some banana bread and she got way too high and yeah. freaked out and called 911 and, and all of that. But I mean, again, that's something that's happened. To, we've seen this in a million and one shows and it's always brownies. Yeah. It would have been even more. Int- it would have been actually, I would have been shocked if it was banana bread. I wouldn't have gone there. Right. You wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have figured it out so easily. Brownies is always yeah. weed. Yeah. Anyway, so anywho, that's, that's that. that. But <clears throat> happy to see Aiden back. I'm feeling better about the show. We're mm-hmm. just going to move along and we're just going to keep going. All right, so let's talk about. You want to talk about? Um, we can talk New ab- York, New York, or you want to talk about Kardashians let's real do quick? New York. I okay. just pulled up these cast. Um, All right. Bios. So, so the Real Housewives of New York is completely revamped. Yes, they got rid of everybody. Yes, which it's kind of sad because you know there's nothing like watching like a totally <laughs> wasted Sonia. I, I know. You know, like humping Luann and yeah. and, and Luann back when her she was heavily uh, drinking, you know, falling in the bush. I mean, those yeah. trips, the, their yes, trips where yes. they all got so wasted. God, were that so Luann. funny. That woman, that woman's body is so oh, God. sick. What is she? 57, 58? Oh, she's, I think she's 60. I mean, she can that woman wears a bikini and I know. Like, I don't she's think hot. she sucks in her stomach. I mean, no. that, see, that. And I ge- don't think she's had much plastic no, surgery. That is genetics. That woman's had two children. That is genetics. That and, Luann well, and also, is genetics. I think just, I think she's taken care of herself. Yeah. No, I think she's taking too. care. I think she's taking care of herself, but I think some, that's that whole thing with genetics. I think some things are just, it's like how people approach us about our hair. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do about your hair? I'm like, nothing. It's just always been healthy. It's mm-hmm. always been this. I don't do a lot. It's just. Mm. yeah i don't i don't bleach I, I i'm not going out and bleaching my hair i'm not abusing it in any way shape or form but i'm not doing a lot i just but yeah she's but yeah and ramona who's can be a real <laughs> problematic asshole, yeah a problematic asshole is still it's god so I entertaining mean, yes <laughs> so entertaining but it was towards the end you know i mean i didn't watch this oh, last Dorinda, season gosh. i didn't watch this last season with ebony and all that but Dorinda was a hot mess. Ugh, a hot mess. She was so mean to Tinsley. Yeah, and it, it was just, it oh, was hard to watch. Yeah. So I have to say, I had heard rumblings from people because I just watched the last couple episodes just, I want to say yesterday, but I, because I had heard rumblings from people saying, you know what, it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And even though the fights were about a restaurant, a crappy restaurant and cheese <laughs> and now a nightgown. Um, I have to say I'm, I'm so far pretty entertained. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's some, there's some good characters and well, let's go through the characters okay. and talk about them here. Okay. So I mean, I'm, they're people, but yeah, <laughs> they are true. characters. They are. They call them a cast. Yes, so. they are. Okay. So the first one on here is Cy De Silva. Yes. And she's a content creator. 
And, you know, she's just constantly taking pictures of herself. She brought like seven bags of clothes, bags of bags of clothes for a like a two night, three days weekend in in the the Hamptons, Hamptons, which is something like someone I was reading Brian Moylan's um, review on Vulture and he did the math. It was something like she would have to change her clothes to go through all those (laughs) outfits. She'd have to change her clothes every 42 minutes or something. Yeah. This is the other thing about her was I was for someone I first off I had never heard of her before so for someone who's no. an influencer I've never heard of any never of heard people of her except Jenna Lyons Jenna Lyons is the only one I had ever heard of so I had never heard of her before so as someone is an influencer she's not that big mm-hmm. the other thing is her one of her um looks in the um confessionals mm-hmm. that one with has the stitching with the it has the yeah. stitching around the boobs mm-hmm. and all that I'm like, that's the most ill-fitting thing I've ever seen oh, in my and life. she has a dress, too. The black dress is very ill-fitting. Yes. It kind of comes up yeah. to a point So like we this. have two ill-fitting, not very stylish, I don't think at all, yeah. looks. So this is influencer? Like, so far, I'm not seeing at all someone who I think is super cool. Like, super Jenna's edgy. an influencer. Right. Jenna, I, even if maybe I might not wear or would be, even if I don't think I would wear or or necessarily buy something that jenna has i'm influenced by it and i'm interested right. and i want to look at it and i want to watch it i'm i'm fascinated by jenna yeah i looked at size, size not at all her instagram and it, the pictures are just they're just boring i think she just gets these products you know she approaches these prop you know companies and says mm-hmm. oh i'm an influencer she has like she's half a million she people. has That's not, not even it's like 450 million people That's yeah. not a lot. I mean, fo- you know, followers. It's a lot. It's a lot, not but not as a lot. much as a lot of other people. And yeah, and she's just kind of promoting these mediocre brands and products. That I'm not impressed. But uh, anyway, yeah. she. I think she, she has, thinks she's. But she thinks she's real fucking special. Yeah, she has a husband who he he manages their household. It says mm-hmm. on here, and because she has young kids and. I think he's retired. He probably, mm-hmm. inve- like you said, invented something and he, they're independently wealthy. Yeah. So she's able to do this. And she's not like, I don't think she's not supporting her family on this. Oh, no. I mean, she does have a lovely brown. It's a beautiful walk up brownstone, just like the Cosby's. She has a lovely brownstone in Brooklyn. Brooklyn I'm sure it's yeah. a beautiful, I mean, multi million dollar brownstone. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's lovely, but I, I just feel like. Y- what this is what irritates me is there's so many people out there like I'm an influencer I've done this I've built this I've built that it's like no you're not you are not feeding your children from being an influencer right. like you married well right and I'm sure you make money from being an influencer but you're not you have not purchased this brownstone from being an influencer so stop stop lying and pretending because I think what what bugs me about it is there's a lot of people out there feeling like they're failures yeah. because they're not you. And it's these like, are people who are born on third base. You yes. Know, it's thank like, you. The only one or married this, somebody on third the base. only one of this, ca- uh, this cast who I think is a self-made woman is Jenna Lyons. Yeah. Okay. So then right. we, we have uh, Uba, Uba Hassan. Um, she's a Somalian model, philanthropist and entrepreneur. So I think, um, I think she's someone people you either love or hate. And I kind of like her. I really like her. I mean, she's goofy. (laughs) She's she's extremely goofy. She has this big personality. She does not drink, which you would think 
she's you would think she's high all the time but she's not she's i like her i think she's very funny she has a hot sauce company oh i didn't know that (laughs) it's called uba hot (laughs) and i guess it was one of oprah's favorite things so that gave her a big boost so she Mm -hmm. wants to take her business to the next level and you yeah. know trying to do it all on her own she's yes to, you know and i guess she's cousins with a i guess i didn't watch it the real housewives of dubai her cousin was on the real housewives yeah, i didn't of watch dubai. that either yeah okay so that's uba yes and, and then aaron aaron litchie and aaron i i kind of love and hate at the yeah, same time like too. i like her because i think she seems very direct and straightforward and she's very kind of calm and cool you know i don't, I don't yeah. see her getting you know but at the same time she's very annoying because she's kind of got this kind of like this is what new yorkers do and this is new york and this is new york and this is this and it's like there always has to be one person on the cast like for beverly hills it was kyle like in beverly hills we do this and beverly hills we do that it's like Mm. she's like one of these new york people like in new york we do this and in new york it's like oh shut up like okay got it you know so she's part of the new york real estate scene which i don't really know what that means are you a uh real estate agent are you an investor what is it again this is a thing where I think her husband has money and mm-hmm. her family has money. Yeah. She has this Israeli family. They come over for dinner. I don't know if it was the first or second episode. And you could tell they're they're rich. Yeah. And so, yeah, she has it's it's kind of unclear what what she does. But yeah, I think I just, she's a real but I think she is a real estate agent, right? I mean, well, I think she just, sells mm, it says she properties. has a prominent reputation in the New York real estate scene. Now, if she was a broker or whatever, why wouldn't they just say she's a broker? Mm. I think she, because, you know, she talked about flipping houses. Yeah. And, and I think that she and her family invest in real estate. Yeah, maybe flip and it flip. Mm. or, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. More yeah. investing, not se- not just selling houses. But, yeah, I think she's going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, a lot of it. So, so far, the controversy of the first episode was all about her. So, and we can get oh, into that. Oh, the thing with the cheese or whatever? Well, no, the cheese and the, the restaurant. Oh, the restaurant. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, then we have Jenna Lyons, who... Um, who is probably the most well-known. Yeah. And I was reading up about her. I didn't realize that she... So, she was the... Um, President and executive creative director of J. Crew, and for like she started working at J. Crew like right out of school. She went mm-hmm. to Parsons School of Design. She worked there for like twenty seven years. Yeah, yeah. Literally worked her way up. Yeah. Um, she had a um. I know about her because I watched this. It's on HBO Max or Max, whatever mm-hmm. it's called now. There was a show they did with her. I want to say there was like six or eight episodes, mm-hmm. and. It was about her life and it was essentially the show. It was a reality show and it profiled her life and it was about her transition leaving. She left J. Crew and she was starting her own business and it was a, this design business. Mm-hmm. She kind of wanted to move away from clothes into furniture design mm-hmm. and interior design. And it profiled, you know, her child and, um, 
And, you know, we saw her home in New York. We saw her home upstate or in the Hamptons. And um, and then the, she talks about the disease that she has. Mm-hmm. And then she has this business called Love Scene, which is eyelashes. Mm-hmm. And I've ordered some of her eyelashes. It's a good I mean, they're like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. They're really well done. You can get lots of different kinds. And um, so I remember watching that and thinking, wow, she has great style. And I loved watching this thing. And that's how I knew her. Mm-hmm. That's how I to check that out. It's really it was very, very interesting. And as you saw from the show, she's got this incredibly cool, eclectic style. Mm-hmm. And you can see just how interesting she is. She's an original. Yeah. Like, truly is an original and so fascinating be, and, person. Yeah, and because she really doesn't have anything to prove, like yes. some of these other ladies. Yeah, she's got do. she's got nothing to prove she has to nothing anybody. To prove, so she's just very much authentically yeah. herself. I love that. I don't know how good that is for being a housewife. Yeah. But I think she's interesting enough just on her own that, you know, well, to survive. And I think what's what's interesting about her is to see how she is different in comparison to these other women that are trying to prove themselves to her mm-hmm. because the, so many of them are impressed by her mm-hmm. to see how how does someone relate to someone who feels so comfortable within their own skin mm-hmm. you know because she feels so she knows you know jenna really knows herself so well yeah and like you know even though jenna is very honest about feeling uncomfortable she's very honest about her discomfort mm-hmm. you know yeah she can name it yeah yeah, so yeah, she has this rare genetic disorder that causes skin issues and hair issues, and like she doesn't have any eyelashes or eyebrows, which is why she you know yeah. developed that. And those aren't her teeth. I guess those are. Yeah, all... she had to get uh, new teeth put yeah. in. Had to have jaw reconstructive mm-hmm. surgery and just a lot. And she's been through a she's lot. She's been through a lot, and she was, I think, like raised by a single mom who had. She says she had as- undiagnosed Asperger's, and so yeah. she could never really get very close to her mom, and she didn't really understand why, and they didn't really have a connection. And her mom recently passed away. So she's definitely the most uh, intriguing. Yes. And then there's Jessel. <laughs> I don't know how you say her last name. Yeah. Tanic. Tonic. Tonic. Tank. I don't know. It's T-A-A-N-K. She's she's nuts. Yeah, she's a wackadoo. She is a wackadoo. <laughs> and she's the most insecure. Uh, she's the most insecure. She's trying to like impress Jenna, has Jenna over to her mm-hmm. house. And she's just very controlling. She's got this husband, you know, Pavit. Pavit. Who I feel so Pavit. I feel so Pavit. I feel so bad for him. I mean, she Poor just Pavit. she just orders him around and emasculates him all over the place and apparently they they started out as friends and then she sort of fixed him up to yeah. be husband material and married him and that what i wonder about is apparently like he was in love with her and what i wonder is if she just was kind of like no nah, okay i'll marry you yeah like i'm like I do you to, love him i need to have a couple kids you know so and i She's guess they indian. were indian and yeah. i guess that they tried for a while and then they weren't able to have children so she they tried in vitro how they ended up with twins yeah but nobody knows but it, you just told everyone on national television so now they're gonna know jessel <laughs> yeah she's like we didn't even tell our parents and i was like well okay well now yeah. they know um, now they know but they have so these twins are one and these twins are monsters <laughs> little devils i mean 
I was just like, oh my God, I was, I, I don't think we've ever seen one-year-olds like this. It was, it was chaos. Yeah. I mean, but the other part of it was like, you don't have baby gates yeah. or the, it was just, the, it was, I was, I felt anxiety just watching these she, kids. She wanted her house to look perfect she didn't mm-hmm. want it to look like a house where children live okay you know, so you think that maybe once for the, the cameras show, were down that they threw up all I hope most kids so. with most people with kids that age you have baby gates you've got yeah. toys down you've got like little yeah. saucers and things everywhere with you put your kids in now she wanted to the, make sure they don't die she wanted the house to look perfect for the cameras and and or, for Jenna Lyons for Jenna Lyons yeah so I don't know the kids seem to yeah have, be locked in a room somewhere mm-hmm. When Jenna comes over. Um, but she's just, I don't know. Ugh, she's and <laughs> she's very, very snobby. Yes. What does she do for? She's a see. publicist. She's a fashion publicist, which is why she's so in love with Jenna. Because I think Jenna's the queen of fashion, right? Mm. I mean. Yeah. But again, I think she comes from money. Or yeah. Povet comes yeah. from money which is maybe why she decided to marry him or they both come from money. i think they, they're, they're both probably but she definitely like her parents she grew up in london mm-hmm. and that's where her parents still live so yeah yeah she well i don't know we'll finish going yeah. through this and we'll talk about how she reacted so the last one is bryn whitfield and she seems like the least interesting person i still don't really understand who she is, what she does. This this bio here just talks about how, you know, she's the life of the party and and you know what is she working like communications? Nobody quite knows what she yeah, does. Yeah, a communications professional. Bryn is in search of what she really wants out of life. So it, I don't think she works. No, attempting to heal from past hardships. She could also be like a trust fund. Uh, but honestly, I think, yeah, I think she probably may be a trust fund person, but she also might just be like looking for someone to marry. You yeah. know, looking for someone. She might be With someone money. who can, comes from money, a certain amount of money, but not enough to like for the rest of her life. And she needs to m- find someone with money. Yeah. But she's the one we know kind of the least, even though she's been in a little bit of the drama, but she was sick. And so she wasn't in the second episode yeah, at all because she wasn't she wasn't in the Hamptons for the second episode. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what, what the drama, the drama of the first episode was all about. Let's back up for a second, because there was another cast member, right? Oh, that they quit after a short and what was the issue? Did the issue that that cast member got into was with Uba? Yeah. So this they had this woman who was a Orthodox Jewish matchmaker mm-hmm. and Uba said, um, oh, you know, you you need to, you know, fix me up, match me with someone. And the woman said, well, I can't do that because that would uh, taint the bloodline. Mm. And, you know, what the, what she should have just said is, well, I'm an Orthodox Jewish matchmaker. I, if you're not Orthodox Jewish, I, yeah. I can't work with you. Yes. I don't know why she chose to say it that way. Yeah. Because then that made it sound very racist. Yes. And so there was a big kerfuffle about and that. that- and so Uba obviously was, by the way, she said that she felt like Uba felt offended, understandably. Yeah. Is that what happened? Uba was I'm a, just trying yeah, to Yeah, I think Uba was very offended. And, and it just wasn't a good look. Like, they didn't want to put that on TV. Especially after last year and everything that happened with, right? I'm just under, is that what happened? Oh, you're talking about with Ebony? Yeah, or? everything that happened last year. 
Is that what happened? I mean, I'm just asking. So did they they didn't want to air that or is that what why did the woman quit? Was it just I don't know if she quit or they they said they fired. I don't oh, know. I don't okay. I really I really don't know. But I think part of the so the the first episode I found very like hard to follow. And I think it was because they had to edit this woman out, mm-hmm. you know, um, well, so some things maybe didn't make sense or because oh. I thought what I thought was interesting was I got the sense that I thought it was actually better because unlike other housewives shows, the sense that I got was they seem familiar to each other. But but, you know, but not really friends. Do you know what I mean? There was a familiarity, but... You mean in this new cast? Yes. Do you know what I mean? But and, none and, of them... I don't think any of them really know each other. Yeah, but they seem familiar. So, which it made me... Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, oh, they must have been taping already. They must have been... They must oh, have been doing right. stuff with this other woman. And then there they must couldn't been, use it. They couldn't use it. Right. So, it was almost kind of like, okay, now we have to start right. now. So, they had time to get to know each other. So, it was yeah. actually, I think, helpful for them in yeah. a way. I mean... It, you know, maybe this is actually good, it, you know, kind of prep them for a while because I think that helped them a little bit. Um, you know, obviously we we jumped right into the drama about this, you know, going to this restaurant. But I think the fact that we they already had some relationships with each other, I think, helped. Yeah, probably. So, but yeah, so anyway, yeah, that first episode I thought was weird and there was, yeah, there, it was stupid. Like there was a fight about some cheese and a fight about going to a restaurant. It was, it just seemed really dumb. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, I like the, I honestly, but see, the thing is, is that I think this is what makes, I think this is what makes these housewives shows good. It's I I think the petty stuff is funny. Mm -hmm. I think this is what is, it's the big stuff that's really heavy and dark. That's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, these shows need to be about the petty stuff. It's just right. Like Aaron organized this dinner. Apparently she, the only place that she could get into, or maybe it had something to do with connections that she had was this place. We all, I guess everyone deducted. It was this place catch, which is very 2012 and loser place to go and so Cy and Bryn and was it just Cy and Bryn I don't remember Cy and Bryn um thought it was super lame so they bailed and said oh we're tired we're going home which is the dumbest thing and and then they go to this other restaurant um Cipriani's or Casa Cipriani or some other Cipriani's like there's some other version of it and um and then they post it on social media mm-hmm. like dumbasses. And of course, everyone sees it. And Aaron got her feelings hurt. And that's the big thing. Yeah. Wow. Woohoo. And then <laughs> there's something about cheese where Aaron, cla- you know, Bryn claims that Aaron was rude to. I don't know. I don't know. It's something about a cheese. charcuterie board. I don't know. Okay. But the second, in the second episode. Second episode is better. was better where. Um, well, we learn that Jessel and her husband haven't had sex since she had the babies. So everyone's trying to help her, like, jazz things up in her bedroom. And um, they're, they're, they all go to the Hamptons in September to Aaron's house. And so is it Jessel, Uba, and 
who's the third person with them? Sai in the car. Oh yeah. my god, we have tons of luggage. Sai with all her luggage. Go. They're driving to Aaron's house. So Aaron is like, okay, I'm not gonna have cheese for this party. So I'm gonna have caviar. So she gets this cap. These caviar concierge, two people, yeah. come over to put together caviar this whole caviar and they spread. were putting caviar on potato chips and which i guess is weird. a thing it's like a high low thing i guess yeah. and and they've got vegetables and all this stuff i mean it didn't look like a lot of food but no. i guess they're coming there i don't know how long it takes to drive from new york to the hamptons in the middle of the day and in september october probably a couple hours two to three hours so i mean i'm assuming that they probably left at like one and I, they probably got there at like 334 or something like that. And I guess they have reservations at seven. So by the time everyone gets there, they're all starving. They're really mm. hungry. So Aaron's assuming like you would have eaten lunch. If you're leaving at one, you would have eaten lunch, but no one's eaten lunch. So they all show up really hungry and everyone's like, "Ugh, we don't want caviar. And they're that this becomes a whole new controversy because no one wants caviar yeah wants well food. Aaron, you know she's just trying to look fancy mm-hmm. and it's like yeah nobody wants after a long car ride and you're yeah. hungry and you don't want to have like maybe have one or two yeah little pieces with caviar but There's you have so much caviar you yeah. can eat but the other know? thing is you have no other food in your house lady you can't make this woman a sandwich she didn't want i don't think she wanted to I'm sure she had no. other food. She no, just, I don't think she wanted to. No, that's she the didn't thing. offer to. See, that's one of the things about Aaron I don't like. It's like, you don't have any other food in your house. Or you're driving and you hear them say, ugh, caviar. Yeah. You can't, no, you she can't let your food. ego You can't let your ego go and go, oh, crap. They don't no. really like this. Okay, let me go to provisions before they close and, like, get some crapola together for them. I mean, even though you're annoyed, like... Look, if she, her refrigerator's full of food. She's having all these house guests yeah. for the weekend. Um, she just didn't want to do it. She didn't oh. want to ruin the aesthetic of whatever she was yeah. planned, you know, the caviar. She wanted to look fancy. Or she has some relationship. See, this is the other thing. Does she have a relationship with someone at Catch? Does she have a relationship with this oh, caviar, caviar people? concierge? Probably. Yeah. She's probably getting a kickback. Yeah. That's the other thing that I'm wondering about. Yeah. So... Yeah, and so, so Jenna, she arrived before everybody, and she was like, you know, I've never been on a girl's trip. I've never even been to a slumber party. Like, mm-hmm. the, she's feeling very uncomfortable. She's like, I don't know how this is going to go. And Yeah. Which, I don't blame her. I mean, these girls' things are a little bit crazy. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so then they, everyone arrives. Oh, Brynn is sick. She, she yeah. doesn't come. And then they go out to dinner, I don't and even then, really well, yeah, remember but, what happened well, at dinner. No, and then like Aaron, they get there and she's like, okay, welcome to Topping Rose. I'm like, honey, I've never even been to the Hamptons and I know what the Topping Rose is. Everyone goes to the Topping Rose and all of these stupid shows. Mm-hmm. These women who are supposed to be, ooh, New York, they've all been to the Topping Rose. Like Jenna Lyons, like, do you own this town? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Aaron's just—it's a little much. Trying to show off. Yeah, and, she's just trying to show off. It's like, come on! If you're all New Yorkers, you've all been to this stupid place. But the big thing is, and that this is the cliffhanger, is that Jenna—and this is the part that is a little unclear—is this are these Jenna gives all of the women these pieces of lingerie? Yeah, and where? Why? Why? So is this where her did it come design? from? So it's unclear if this is Jenna's design and this is something Jenna's doing. Like this is part of some a new business that jenna's running or if 
this is like um, a designer that Jenna knows that she was like, hey, I'm doing this thing and I'm part of this group. And can you put together stuff like this is what she would like? This is what she would like. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I have know. no idea. But I, she it came. The lingerie just came out of left field. So she when she gets there, she presents something to each woman and she gives and it is strange. Like one woman, you know, she gives Sai kind of a sexy one piece body, you know, uh, I don't know how you would describe it. It looks like a baby like a suit, bustier, a bustier kind of thing. Yeah. And then she does, she gives Aaron like a two piece, like bra and like panty set kind of thing. And then she gives Jessel this, it's a large apparently, but it didn't look that big. <laughs> she was upset it was a it size was, large. She was upset it was a size large. And it's a one piece Lace like negligee. Neg, neg, <laughs> negligee. I know that's such was, an old word. Yeah, but. that's black and green. Kind of like, like a, a teal. teal yeah. And it is sexy. It's pretty. And it's pretty. I thought it was pretty. The other thing is, I can understand picking it for her because she did have she twins. She just had a babe. Yeah. She had twins a year ago with a C section. So I can understand not maybe one. I think that if she, you had given her two pieces, she would complain. She like, complain about I just that. had babies. Yeah. I just had babies. I have a scar, blah, blah, blah. So they're supposed to try on the stuff and um, Jessel tries it on and basically acts like a, it's hideous. It's hideous. A spoiled brat, yeah. like a teenager. She just she is. She is a brat. Well, the she thing is, is that I think she felt bratty attitude. She felt I think she felt hurt that, that Jenna thought she was a large number one. Hi. I think she felt hurt that she was not given something more sexy and and i do understand that being in that moment and feeling like oh this is how you see me you know like this is how you see me and she did not look good listen she didn't look as cute as the other women didn't she didn't look as sexy and that but that's not jenna's fault it just didn't fit her very well but you're an adult and all you needed to do is walk down and go, Oh, look at me. Oh yeah. yeah I look so sexy. It, she's, she's telling Povet and I are going to, you know, <laughs> go, go home and have lots of sex. And she, all, that's all she needed to do was just pretend and then go, yeah. okay, I'm going to put on my pajamas now and yeah. go back up, dry some tears and then move on. Like she could have, she could have faked it. She's a spoiled brat. She's ungrateful. She's just nasty. Quite frankly, she was so rude. I mean, to the, the person that gave her the lingerie, you know, Jenna, she's saying all this right in front of her face. And it just shows you how deeply insecure this yeah. woman is. Yes. I mean, she's a, someone giving her a large. Yeah. Triggers her. Yeah. And in, 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 we all know that sizes differ. Sizes are, are yeah, arbitrary. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. You can slap large, extra small, small on anything. It doesn't right. mean anything. It doesn't. It really and doesn't. Jessel. Jessel. Oof. I can just tell Jessel. Is, she's going to be like the. Oh, my God. Poor Par. Is it Povert? Povit. Povit. P-A-V-I-T. Povit. 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 You won't believe what they gave me. <laughs> you go- Jenna thinks I'm a size large. Povit. 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 Poor Povit. And that mother and the mother, too, like the even the mom. I think the mom hates her, too. You think Povet and the mom are home? Oh, all right. From this weekend, they're, they're so, so happy. happy. She's gone. She is gone. Yes. They're like celebrating. Yes. Oh, poor oh and uh, Jessel's the one who when they had the premiere, the, mm-hmm. the season 14 premiere, um, you know, like a week before, maybe a few days before the the first episode aired. 
And she got so wasted that she threw up <gasps> like all over the at the premiere party. Oh, she did. Yeah, with, oh. in front of Andy Cohen. Oh and my god! The whole everybody there. She she was throwing up and basically was told you got to leave. <gasps> <laughs> okay, so making fun of her is going to be fun. She can't handle <laughs> her liquor. No, she can't. Clearly, well, I don't think she drinks that much with the twins. Well, I think she just, I don't know, probably didn't eat anything because she yeah. probably had to fit into the stress and then yeah. just drank too much. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Maybe she's not used yeah. to drinking. I don't know. We shall see. We will yeah. find out. Well, no, she is. She is. A, I mean, you, you can hear, you can see it already, like not telling people she's doing in vitro, right? Because right? she feels shame around right. not being able to conceive. Like you can see these things. Yeah. All right. So very quickly, because we're going long, uh, Kardashians. Kardashians. So they just had the season finale, season three finale. Yes. And, and oh my God, what a boring, boring season. Can I just say something about what I think is so funny about this entire season has been Kim's narrative of Kanye and how she continually reminds us. It, she wants to continuously remind us how when she married him, he wasn't a, a racist. <laughs> right. Like she's trying to distance herself. She from, really keeps trying to distance like his anti-Semitic. Yes. Um, like, you know, with the marriage that I thought I was going to have, right. the man, the that Kanye I, I used I to know. know. Yes. Yeah. It keeps coming in, in, keeps coming in. Like, yeah. And I, and I will say, I, I by no means think that, like this is a very difficult situation for her i do think she is doing the right thing by protecting her children and all of that but i don't think we i mean they produce the show how many scenes of a storage unit do we need yeah Uh, you going through the storage unit and also that's I mean, she's a hoarder. That's insane. She had, she's talking about how she wants to keep these Yeezy sweatshirts for her kids. It's like, but there's a thousand of them on this mm-hmm. rack. How about you just keep one for each kid mm-hmm. and donate the rest? I mean, she has a real problem with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. It, but it sounds like he's also got a bunch of, he, Kanye's got a bunch of storage units too. That's crazy. And it's just the storage unit thing and... That's really, really weird. And then I thought that this season they were going to talk about these beauty standards and their beauty standards. And it seems like it was one quick conversation. And it was Kylie saying saying it. Mm -hmm. You notice Kim wasn't even involved in the conversation. And then then Kylie says, you know, everyone thinks this about me, that I was some insecure kid, that I did all this plastic surgery and did all these things, but I just did fillers. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You shoved a bunch of fillers in your face and changed your face completely. Yeah, you did. And then she talked about having her boobs done right before she uh, got pregnant with Stormy. Mm -hmm. She was only Mm nineteen. So I mean, she yeah, she was and the the lip stuff. Yeah, I mean it. You know what? I mean, I'm glad that she at least is willing to talk about it, but she acts like she's not a part of it. Yeah. And she is. And you look at pictures of her. She's done a lot. Yes. To her face. Yes. It's you... not just a few little fillers here and there. Her face looks very sculpted. Yeah. You do not look like your sister. No. At you don't all. look like yourself, you know, from just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Come on. But this is the part I don't quite understand. Like, I, I'm t- I'm watching the show and I'm just like, what what is happening here? Because 
they're they're all they all are taking very different stances on on all of it where it's a little bit of like Chloe's like, well, I thought I looked really, really hot until her whole thing is you all bullied me into this point of I had to get myself together to look like this. Like right. I, I chose to look like this because you all bullied me. And it's like, well, no, you, you keep telling us that you're happy to be strong, that you're, that, that, that you, that, that you're not your sisters. That you're not like, your you're, sisters. That yeah. you're not trying to look like someone else. That you you're not you're not losing weight out of pressure. That you want to be strong. That you like how you look. So what is it, yeah. Chloe? No, like, she goes. She's all over the place. You know. With so it. so we've bullied you into losing weight. We haven't bullied you into losing weight. Like, and and when Cl- Kylie and Kendall were talking about being sixteen and being out and. You know, you're a slut. You're yeah. like by the paparazzi. I, they absolutely positively that is horrible. Yeah. I don't think they deserve that. I don't think they should be talked to like that. They don't deserve any of that. I think that that Kylie and Kendall do have a have, um, a different set of circumstances because they did not choose this for themselves. They did not sign up for any of this. They got kind of thrust into mm-hmm. it. So I do put all of I do put some of their stuff aside because. They didn't choose it as much, but, you know, they sure I, have benefited from it. They have all I benefited mean, from Ky- it. Kylie's a billionaire. Yeah, they've all benefited from it. And so there's a part of me that kind of feels like you guys, you have all you are all trillionaires. You've all got more money than you know what to do with. And you have all you all have these you all influence people you all influence the way women look. You all influence style and, and all of this. You have to take some ownership and some responsibility that you have. And you have to take ownership and responsibility that you have cosmetic surgery and fillers and all of this. Like, just own some of this crapola, yeah. please. And stop going in circles about it. Just own it. Yeah. Like, we would respect you. I, I would respect you a lot more if you just said, Kylie, like, yeah, I didn't really like the way I looked and I had the money and I could do it. Yeah. Because you know what? If I had the money, I'd be doing yeah. things. Hell yeah. You know, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, if that's what you choose to do, but don't lie about it. Like, we're not stupid. We have eyes. Like, yeah. we can see it. And I love there's these TikToks where they have plastic surgeons analyze mm-hmm. the Kardashians and they tell you everything that they've had done. Yeah. And all you have to do is look at pictures over the years and the progression of their faces and... So don't treat us like we're stupid, mm-hmm. okay? We, we we can see it, especially when you do stuff on your and, face. And also, I mean, with Chloe and Kim, the, all of their body stuff can't all just be diet and exercise. No, I mean, they have to be getting liposuction. Oh and yes, there has to be some sculpting. Kim had her butt completely. Yeah. You know, she had this gigantic butt, and then now she's got like a more. It's still, you know, yeah. curvy, but now it's more normal looking. That was not from working out. Yeah. She, I don't know what she had in there or what it was, but she had surgery. Yeah. These women have had surgeries, like mm-hmm. pretty extensive surgeries. And, you know, again, it, that's fine if that's what you want to do, but don't. And that's the thing that messes with, with, with women is that you have these women on television saying, oh, I just got this way through diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. And so when 
regular women try to lose weight through diet and exercise and it doesn't work out very well and they don't look like that, then they feel bad about themselves. And then they, you know, like, what's wrong with me? It's just, that's unhealthy to to lie about it. Just be honest about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and that's the part that is, um, that's the part that's super frustrating. And that's why when Kylie said that whole thing of like, people think I got all this plastic surgery to my face. It's like, well, yeah, but you getting a bunch of fillers to your face, that is, that is you doing something to your face. So maybe Mm -hmm. technically it's not plastic surgery in the technical sense of you going under the knife and cutting, but that is you taking something and radically changing Mm -hmm. the look and feel of your face. Right. Then, yeah, that is something. And even, even just their skin, like, you know, the best way to have healthy skin is to be rich. Mm -hmm. Like those those procedures, I mean, you can work yeah. miracles with, you know, these lasers and uh, I need to look into that. Yeah, me too. I need to get some uh, like laser or what's that, um, you know, like some sort of chemical peel or something. No, that's what I was talking to you about. The, I know. The light I want to look into that. We got we to gotta look into that. We need that. to look into that. Um, but you wanted to talk about um, the Tristan stuff because this is the stuff that happened at the very end of yeah. episode so, 10. Yeah. Oh, and, but I just... Didn't you just love all the Christmas stuff? Oh, God, oh, the dollhouses. Oh, the dollhouses and, oh, and the, the, uh, the presents Chris and the dollhouses and the presents. And oh. I just just watching that whole thing about Christmas is such a magical time and it's so special. And I'm thinking, yeah, if you're super rich like yeah. this, yeah, it is a magical time. It is really magical <laughs> and wonderful if you can put snow and have you have all yeah. these children. I'm like, yeah, if you're super, super rich. It is magical. And what must I worry about these children? Yeah. Oh God, what is this life for what, them? Yeah. What is their life going to be like when you grow up with Christmases like this? What? Where do you go from there? I don't like know. you know what? What? It's so you're going to be expecting that your whole life, and like that's your reality. I don't think it's healthy. I mean, they really need to tamp that down. Well, the other thing too is you, Travis Barker that that. Um, we see the surprise party mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, what are these conversations that they're having? Like we see Megan Fox very quickly. And the conversation is, Oh, Travis was surprised. Yeah. Was Travis surprised? Yeah. Travis is surprised. And then we see like Addison Ray was Travis surprised. He's surprised. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about with Addison Ray? Like with a 22 year old or a 20 year old and Megan Fox, like how interesting are these conversations that you're having with these yeah. idiots? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just like, Travis seems kind of like a simpleton himself. To, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I mean, maybe oh, he and Courtney have a- deep conversations, but I've never oh, heard God. one. It's always like, Oh baby, hey, babe. what do you want? Yeah, babe. Do you oh, want wine? I, I want wine. You. Oh I yeah. I want, okay. I'm going to meet you over here. Oh, they, they did a Christmas album. Oh, they've got really good pitch. Oh yeah. It was fun. Yeah. That was the other thing. That Christmas album thing took up way too much time. That was so stupid. Anyway. Yeah. So let's go to the Tristan okay. stuff. So at the very end of the last episode, we get this, um, bombshell, uh, and it's very tragic. Uh, Tristan's mom suddenly dies. 53. 53. That's how old I am. Jesus. Ugh. She had a heart attack. So immediately, um, you know, they get on Kim's plane. He's from Ontario or Toronto. One of the two. Um, he's Canadian. So they get on her private plane and Chris goes, Chloe, Kim. And I think that's it. And Tristan, they fly to Canada and 
apparently Tristan has three brothers and his youngest brother, who's just like 16, has uh, he's severely disabled, has like a, a mm-hmm. epilepsy and has seizures every day. And it's obviously was totally dependent on his mother. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately they bring Amari back to live with Chloe. And then Tristan moves in with Chloe and because apparently the roof caved in on his house. Because remember those rains we had? Remember back in January? Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, December, yeah. January. January, yeah. It was we had December, horrible January. Yeah. So, so now they're all like, you know, so now Chloe, this is, you know, I don't know. It just felt like now here is Chloe. I, I, I told you in the beginning, I said, they're getting back together. Mm. And, and I didn't know it was going to happen this way. Mm-hmm. But now, but she told us they're not back together. I know, but come on, come on. You think they're back together, but this has been January. It's now August. It's almost August. So you think that they're back together right now? Because it's do. been eight months. I do. You do. Here's the thing. Look, uh, if something like that happened to my daughter's father, mm-hmm. of course I would help him. You know, I can turn to him for help. He can turn to me for help. You know, I would do what I could to, you know, support him. I would not take in his disabled brother. I just wouldn't. You know, there's other... But you're not a millionaire billionaire. I know, but there's other... Well, Tristan is an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's got money. I don't know what his other brothers do. Um, they, they also have an extended family. Like, there's somebody who could take, take this on. You know, Tristan mm-hmm. could... He could, um, he could, you know, get another, if his roof is caved in, you know, he can rent another place. He can afford to hire a caregiver. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he can do all that. So uh, if they're, if, if they're not back together and she doesn't want to be with him, why would she take that on? Hmm. You know? No, it's a good question. I mean, I was, I, you know. I, too, was wondering about all this. I was like, I mean, it seems to be kind of the way. I mean, obviously, as you see all these scenes with Scott that, you know, once someone's in the family and they've produced babies with someone, they're like mm-hmm. in the family and they're going to keep them close. I, I you know, I, I don't know. It's just so odd because it's like now it's almost like Chloe has this. <laughs> huge thing that she sort of has to hang over Tristan's head mm-hmm. you know like I'm taking care of your brother and I'm sure she's financially helping again I don't mm-hmm. know how much money he makes I don't yeah, know I don't if know he's that. that big of a player I have no idea but he has money obviously and you know so what so if if they're they're living in the same house they they have uh, two kids together they have the I mean they're going to get back together I'm, I'm sorry and she was talking so much about all season about boundaries and how mm-hmm. talking too much about it, mm. like telling us how, oh, wait, well, I have these boundaries with Tristan. And I don't know. Hmm. I just felt for her because it was just like, you know, how much more does Chloe have to take on? You well, but, the, but what you're saying, though, this is a good thing, though. But is this Chloe continuing to 
you know, be, be codependent in these relationships yeah, because Chloe could very well say, you know, this is terrible. Let me help you. You can, but let me help you rent a house. Right. Let, let me, me help, help you, you get set up. Let's set up with Amari. Let, I mean, cause I, I, my guess would be that Amari probably has a nurse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. probably they've got someone to help them with Amari full time. Right. And, um, probably around the clock. And, I think she could definitely tell Tristan, like, let's get you set up in a house. Let's get someone set up for Amari. Let's help you get everything rolling. Let's figure out how to, you know, I I don't know what, how, what Amari did all day or what, how, you know, mobile or what he can do, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's things that uh, programs in Amari that maybe he went somewhere every day or whatever it is. So she could do all those things. Like he could, it doesn't necessarily mean to be in her house. So there is this other part of it too, which is why does it need to be in your home? Exactly. Why does it need to be? Exactly. I'm not saying she shouldn't help him. Or even, no, you're right. Even financially right. help him pay for the stuff if he can't I mean, do yeah, it. there is something about dropping everything and also Kim dropping everything. Yeah. Kim of all people. And Chris. Yeah, Kim and Chris, two people who are incredibly Very busy. Yeah. And have, you know, lots of stuff going on, four kids and Yeah. And and that's the thing. Chloe has a baby, you know, she and, and just two kids. She yeah, she shouldn't have to take this on. Yeah, and it's and interesting. The, and the and the the fact that she wants to and is like excited to or perfectly happy to uh-huh. do it. It's, I think it says something. So I still I. So what if they get back together? What are you going to do if the next time he cheats on you? You can't uh-huh. just like you know, you're you're stuck with his brother now for what the rest of your life, the rest of this kid's life. Well, I think. I think Chloe is a glutton for punishment. I think Chloe, I think obviously Chloe likes broken birds. I think Chloe likes as much as she hates it. She loves, she She loves loves this. And I think that Chris and Kim love a project. Mm -hmm. And I think that they love being saviors. And as much as maybe they feel um, they would never say it. I think they loved getting on that goddamn plane and flying a- oh, to Canada. Makes, makes them look like oh, just so they loved and being and... able to sit on that couch and talk about what they did and yeah. going there and cleaning out that place and just being human and humanitarian. They loved it. That's yeah. just who they are. But all right, this is a long one, so we got to wrap this okay, sucker let's up. Let's wrap it up. The, all right, the family, the family we love to hate. Yes. Um, <laughs> so thank you for if you're still here. In. If you're still here, congratulations, <laughs> you've made it. You've made it. If you you're enjoy- a fan, yes. If, and if you're a fan, please, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and um, give us a five star rating and review and you know spread the word about our podcast tell your friends family yeah and we also do a sister wives um podcast on comes out on tuesdays and we're gearing up for the season 18 yes. premiere in just a few weeks yes, so exciting so right now we're doing a rewind where we're going back and watching old episodes which we will continue but then we'll also have the new sister wives coming up very soon and we're also on social media you can find us at psych legal pop on instagram and tiktok and i think that's it yep thank you so much all right we'll see you next time bye bye imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.